All wings report in. Housedog, standing by. Mother Goose, standing by. Low Tech Tuck, standing by. Lock S foils in attack position. Animal Squadron ready for battle. Welcome back, everybody, to the Animal Squadron podcast. You are here with your hairiest host, Mother and Goose. And also, Low Tech Tuck. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> shame, shame. <laughs> Banished. Go out the airlock. No. <laughs> it's my ship, too. <laughs> We're going to duke it out now. <laughs> okay, this is episode five, right? Yep, episode five. Okay, cool. Episode five. Uh, Fallen, no, last week was Fallen Jedi. Yep, literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I had a brain fart where I was like, I was looking at our episodes and I was like, wait, that says episode four. Shouldn't we be talking about episode six today? (laughs) Really freaked me out. Yep, you're just too pumped, man, for all all the episodes to come out. I'm just too pumped. Yeah, we're recording this Tuesday. Like three hours before episode six comes out. I am so hyped. Heck yeah. This one is Shadow Warrior. There it is. Shadow Warrior. So I think today, I'm pretty sure both of us are feeling pretty hyped about this episode. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've watched it, I think, three times because I feel like there's so much to talk about. Yes, I've I've watched it twice now. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, it's just been um, too good. I have one major complaint I want to talk about. Okay, hit me. Uh, so, Mon Mothra tells Hera like, "Hey, you need to come back," and she specifically says, "Do you have any evidence?" Right? She's going before some sort of like jury, some sort of like military tribunal, uh, because she disobeyed orders. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so mad if she's like, I have no evidence because they have footage of Balin attacking the New Republic ships and freeing Morgan. They have Huang scans from, I want to say, episode four where he scanned the hyperspace ring. Mm -hmm. And then this will be used against her, but it is also proof that there was uh, imperial activity Two of the X-Wings got blown up. Yeah. There, yeah. There is literally so much proof that they have. But also Hera, didn't, doesn't she say she doesn't have evidence? Yeah, yes, and yeah. that's why I'm worried. She <laughs> said, no, I don't have any evidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to chalk that up maybe to just, um, they're just trying to get the story to go and, yeah, you know. But I mean, what are they gonna do to Hera? What like what are you gonna fire her? No. <laughs> I mean, like, and even if you do, like, she's not gonna stop helping the rebellion just because you fired her. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Yeah. And it, maybe maybe it's just something I'm stressing myself out of over, and it's you know they will present the evidence. I just I want Thrawn to be a big threat, like regardless of if our heroes do everything I can like I think or everything they can I think that makes him a a bigger threat knowing that like man they just did everything they could and they still couldn't beat him it's it's less satisfying when it's like oh the villain won 
but if they'd done X, Y, and Z, he probably wouldn't have. Yeah, that's fair, but also I think the direction they're going is... I think Filoni's trying to paint a picture of the New Republic is broken, and they don't even yeah. know that they're broken, and that's mm-hmm. why they eventually fail. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of more what this scene is meant to do, because I think it's going to build toward some sort of surprise attack. I think that's how Thrawn's going to come is through Mm -hmm. a surprise attack that Hera has been warning them about the whole time. And they were just too dumb to listen to her. That's, that's kind of what I think. Yes. Which I, I totally, I like, I, I will be 100% okay. If she presents the evidence and the new Republic is still like, yeah, that's not enough evidence, right? Like I could see that happening. I just don't want Hera to be dumb because Hera knows all this stuff. She knows she has the evidence. Yeah. And also she has told them most of it at this point. That's the other thing yeah. too. Yeah. So, really the big thing is Huang's scan, which he yeah. may or may not have given her before he left. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a feeling that what it's going to build to is that Hera won't have any evidence and so they're going to dismiss her for it. And th- and that's why I think, like, honestly, in my opinion, this scene, I think, works for the episode and yeah. for the show. I think for, it does for work this, for the show. Yeah, For this episode, yes, I totally agree. I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of sitting nervously on what this next episode's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think that's part of the fun part. We get to find out. Oh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Well, shall we get into the... Uh, get into the actual show let's do it uh these opening shots are just so beautiful i love like after the like crazy ending of last time that it takes a second to just like establish where we are and not rush into the whole like anakin ahsoka thing yeah yeah i like that too i like how they didn't open with that Mm -hmm. it it was i was so torn because i was like Oh, the scenery is so beautiful. But also, show me Anakin! <laughs> yep. So, I don't know. I, th- I think it worked well. It let it, it let it breathe a little bit before we got into all the fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess we'll just talk about this scene real quick. Hera comes out, and she's scanning. She's looking, seeing what's going on. And she sees our boy, Hugh Yang, and we get a heartbreaking uh-huh. line. <laughs> I told them to stay together. <laughs> Once again, it's almost like Hu Yang is 25,000 years old and you should have listened to him. Honestly, right. (laughs) Our man's, he's got experience. This scene just broke my heart. Yeah, it did me too. And also Um, it makes you think about, you know, even though he's a robot and I don't believe that if he does feel feelings that he feels feelings in the same way that like a human would. Yeah. But I will say I, I could see him having the same reaction to like an order 66 kind of thing where, you know, I think he can feel that people have failed and they, yeah. and they failed in a way that's bad. And, and sa- I mean, I think, I think Hugh Yang is capable of being sad also. Yeah. 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 Which Sorry, bestie, you kind of teed me right up. He has the ability to be sad. He's a sentient creature. Or is he programmed to be able to feel sadness? <sighs> I don't know. After 25,000 years, I think 
I think he genuinely is sad, regardless of programming or if it's or not. Those feelings are real, and I think that you know goes to him feeling like to him being sentient. It reminds me a lot of um, E2 Emo in um, Andor after um, I, what's her name Marva I think dies, mm-hmm. and he's like, I I don't want to go. I just want Marva. You can't tell me that's not a thinking thing. I'm not saying that. I mean, non-sentience doesn't mean that he can't think. I think, therefore, I I am. That's not true. I think, therefore, I am. (laughs) They're metal, Elijah. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. And they're sad. And when they're sad, I'm sad. Dude, like, computers can get sad. That doesn't mean they're sentient. Is AI sentient? Real talk? I don't think I don't think yet. I don't think yet, but I, I think we're close. I think we're on the verge. No, it's I mean, literally it's in the name artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. You can't be sentient if it's artificial. <laughs> if it's given to you, like you, you can't be artificially sentient. Did God not work. give us our sentience? Did God not give us our free will? He did, but also <laughs> also we have souls and we're human. We're not computers. <laughs> uh, okay. We need to table this. We I promise audience we will do a full episode where we debate this. We'll we'll wait till House Dog's here. Our boy the suited bird said he wants to come on. It'll be a 2v2. It'll be great. I like it. I like it. Um but no, I, anything else on this scene before we move forward? Not really. I mean, I think Hu Yang, that's kind of the part that I cared about the most. Yeah. I really like one, the detail that I think got me most is they made it look like his eyes were kind of sw- squinting, which made him look just so much more sad. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also, I guess, as far as the gang that's here, it's, uh, what, Hera, Carson, and Jason, right? Yeah. And our boy, Chop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't forget Chop. Um, are we ready to talk about Annie and Ahsoka? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I love his you got old line. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> it's also just such an Anakin thing, like, especially... Um, what it reminds me of is just the the Anakin who would say something like, General Grievous you're shorter than I expected or, mm-hmm. you know, just something. It's just an Anakin thing to say. I just like it. Yeah, for sure. This scene was just so beautifully shot. Like the actors did amazing. The like, uh, camera work was amazing. The world between worlds looks amazing. Just peak star Wars, honestly. Yeah. And the world between worlds, really, I was kind of expecting, you know, it to look not as good as it does yeah. in animation. But yeah. no, I mean, I, if anything, I'd say it looks better in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It, it looks more like I think there are more lines in the animation, like the actual like portals that we see and stuff. But it looks so much more detailed, like it's more min- minimalist, but there's more detail in what we actually see, if that makes sense. Oh, for the live action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, if you just look at the, look at the bridge versus Mm -hmm. the bridge 
in Rebels. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just, the, the waviness of the light inside the bridge just looks yeah. really good in live action. Mm-hmm. And so and the, do the like, stars, like the stars don't look like just little white dots. Like they actually look like they're radiating light. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned the waviness, the waviness of their, like around their feet, like every step they take, it feels like there's a reaction from the bridge. And I love that so much. Yeah, I mean, it almost looks like they're stepping in water, which, I mean, I just think is fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I've got, I think, one one line here I wanted to point out, uh, and that is that I've heard that before when Ahsoka says she wouldn't fight Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a great callback to Return of the Jedi and Luke's line. Yep. Um, I know and then every, also- literally— Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm wrong. Go ahead. I was going to say, I know literally every Star Wars podcast and YouTuber has pointed this out already, but, like, it's still just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just what good writing, man. What good mm-hmm. writing. And I, I don't know if you saw, but there was, like, a uh, little, like, minute and a half just kind of, like, documentary uh, thing that Star Wars put out over this last episode, and um, specifically that line, there was um, Hayden Christensen and Dave Filoni, like they showed some footage of them talking about it, and it was just it was just great to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I will say this part: whenever Anakin says, "I'm here to finish your training," mm-hmm. As we go through that, I mean, I really think that's true through this entire next few scenes. Um, yeah. I really think the whole point of bouncing back between light and dark is meant to teach Ahsoka how to balance the Force. Yeah. And I and, think that's awesome. And I think it also is a, like, um, he he's trying... Because he says very early on, he's like, you, essentially everything I am, I've, you know, given to you or I've taught to you or I can't remember the exact line. And I feel like it was him trying to help teach her how to not fall to the dark side as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think he was trying to teach her balance. And in that, like, because with balance, you can't, like, you can't fall to either side if you're balanced. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Their fight here was just phenomenal i literally was in shocked how well this was choreographed yeah also i will just say bravo to hayden christensen for being able to move just like episode three anakin yeah he still got it yeah and he's like what is he 50 now probably close to 50 i think he was i think he was early 20s when episode two came out so okay I yeah guess i'd 40 say 40s maybe 50 i might be a little wrong on his age yeah but even still i mean dude 40 and moving like that good mm-hmm. for him man good for i him. hope we're moving like that when we're that age oh yeah and i, I mean hopefully we will i mean like <laughs> As long as we keep ourselves in shape, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think we probably sure. will. But I mean, um, also, I've I've never been able to move like that. I will say, I've never been that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, me like neither. Way. Unless a miracle happens, I don't think I'll. 
don't think I'll ever move like him anyway, but <laughs> he's outdoing us in his forties while we're in the prime of our life right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So next we have the um scene where uh Carson and Hera are talking and Jason first hears the lightsabers, which I think this is our first I'm pretty sure we all knew Jason was going to be Force-sensitive, but I believe this is the first time we actually get to see him using or connecting with the Force. Yeah, I think I will say the only argument against that I have is last episode, that line that we were talking about that like we both didn't like, but the I have a bad feeling thing. Mm-hmm. I guess that that might have been him the feeling force. something through the Force. Yeah. But that's that's it. Maybe, yeah. maybe that, in retrospect, was what was meant by that line. Yeah. I'm hoping so, because I, I still don't really like the line. But anyways, yeah, we'll continue. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I don't really have much on this. I, oh, I really like the fact that, like, they're kind of, they're going into what George set up uh, with that everyone has a connection to the Force, just some people's connection is stronger, and it's also something you can train over time. Um, the fact that Jason was able to point it out and help his mother connect to the force here and hear the lightsabers as well, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. And I will say, as far as feeling through the force, I just think it's really cool that his first, like, first time we see him, he does something that deep. Yeah. And so honestly, yeah. I think Jason's probably going to be pretty powerful. Yeah, my my mom and I were talking about this, uh, and she was she was asking me. She's like, "Oh, do you think that um, Jason will become Ahsoka's next student?" And I was like, "Maybe, or maybe, um, you know, as the line gets passed down, Jason might be Sabine's student here in a few years." And then after we had that conversation, I realized, no, I bet Jason is going to be uh, Ezra's student. Oh yeah, I mean, as presumably as long as Ezra makes is it alive out. and yeah. good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I don't know. I just think that would be so poetic. Like if he is um, Ezra's student, you know, and he learns from the man his father taught. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that'd you be know, awesome. And talking lineage wise, we would have uh, Jason, maybe not. Um, but for sure, we have Ezra, Kanan, Kanan's master, whose name I can't remember. Um, I think it starts with a P. We see She's her a in woman. Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah. And then her master was Mace Windu. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Another just really cool lineage of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um... Let's see, but I think I think that's really everything I have for this scene before we get on to the... Uh, oh, actually with Anakin, uh, going back, I guess, a second. Oh, did yeah, you, yeah. In Anakin and Ahsoka's fight, did you notice that he does um, a move, like, specifically from he and Obi-Wan's fight in Revenge of the Sith? No, I didn't. Wh- which one? Um, It's whenever he is taking a like step and she's backing away and then he like flips behind his back oh sick like yeah, i was like we i've love seen the, that before the back flip <laughs> the black back spin 
Yep. I love it. Um, well, great. I think onto this next one, uh, we have a little more of them fighting in the world between worlds. The only thing I have is when she kicks Anakin in the face and she's like, I guess you don't have anything to teach me. Like that is just like prime cocky Ahsoka. And I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also prime Anakin, he says, I haven't taught you everything yet. And then he just cuts the bridge. It's like, yep, got her. <laughs> yeah. Let's run it um, again. You failed. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't think I have anything else in this specific chunk of their fight before we get to the uh, next kind of big section, which I, wa- I want to dive in to talk about what maybe this actually is. But do you have anything on the, like, actual fighting? Nope. Great. So there's been a lot of debate online, and I am very excited to hear your thoughts because some people think this is a like just a flashback of what, what happened, and other people, myself included, believe that this is a force vision, and it's not, it's not exactly what happened moment for moment. It's more of like a retelling with like current Anakin and current Ahsoka. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'll just give you my theory. Yeah. I- I believe it's a force vision personally. And the reason I say that is because yes, they are their young selves in the clone mm-hmm. wars, but Ahsoka remembers everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like for instance, she says, um, this is one of our first missions. What are we doing here? Yeah. And like, why would, why would a 15 year old say that? Like that, that line exactly. wouldn't make any sense unless it is a force vision. Um, right. and I believe with force visions that again, with Anakin's line earlier of I'm here to finish your training. Mm-hmm. That also is part of why it makes sense that it's a force vision instead of just a reliving. Because if you're yeah. just, if you're just remembering that might not teach you anything. Yeah. Whereas like I if agree. you're walking through the events again, then it's a force vision. And then also with the force vision too, I think of another clear sign is that he keeps turning into Vader. Mm-hmm. Like obviously that didn't happen in the memory and obviously 15 year old Ahsoka didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, uh, it really bothered me at first because I was like, this isn't how Ahsoka acted during the clone wars. And then I was like, wait, cause it, it's not clone wars, Ahsoka. It's pre, uh, it's new New Republic Ahsoka in Clone Wars Ahsoka's body. Yeah, it's older um, Ahsoka, and but the other thing that's interesting is it is young Anakin though. Yeah. Did you notice that? The. What, what do you mean by that? Like he doesn't know that it's a vision when they're on Geonosis. Like he's acting oh. like he's acting like himself when he was young. Yeah. But also, yeah. he's dead, and he's a Force ghost, and he can just exist whenever he wants to exist. Right. So. Yeah, that, that Anakin here, I wasn't entirely sure. I was like, this is either, like, young Anakin, or this is current Anakin, and he's just pretending like he doesn't know. Oh, like, yeah, his, that's true, His too. dialogue was just, just vague enough. I was like, okay, that could be current Anakin trying yeah. to teach her something. Yeah. Yeah, or just through the force, um, that specific time was meant to teach her something, and so that's why she goes back. 
Yeah, which... As herself. <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> right now, this is Battle of Ryloth, which I think is a really great battle to show off because um, this is... We talked about this in our, our Ahsoka episode. I believe this is the battle where she disobeys orders and gets, uh, like, thousands of people killed. Mm-hmm. Well, because her line later of, um, I got them killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's... Yeah. yeah. Um, another small thing that makes me think, though, that this is um, a Force vision and not just a flashback is that um, she really, like, she has that somber moment where she sits with the clone, which maybe, maybe could be her having some guilt from what just happened in the space battle. Uh, but I really think, that, again, that this is current day Ahsoka because she cares about the clones way more than Clone Wars Ahsoka did, at least, like, first couple seasons, you know? Oh, yeah, well, because first couple seasons, she was 15. She was a kid. Yeah. Like... Yeah, exactly. Kids don't care as much as adults do, you know? Like, as far yeah. as as far as far stuff like that, I mean, that'd be a lot easier for a kid just to be like, oh, they're just soldiers, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, no, I agree uh, with you. I think it's Force Vision 100%. I, I don't think that it's a memory. Yeah. Yep. And then I think uh, Anakin's shoulder pauldrons mm -hmm. felt a little small to me. How did you feel? Like, I, I loved his fit, but the shoulder pauldrons. I wish they had just been a little bigger. Actually, you know, the, the pauldrons, they're small, but also they're small in Clone Wars, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I think in Clone Wars, they go... They go over his shoulder pads, and here they went under, which is such a small, oh, stupid oh, detail, but it bothers me so much. I thought it we were talking about the matter. other way. Yeah, I thought we were talking about the other way, like how they only cover like his shoulder. They don't come down to his bicep gotcha. at all, like just the shoulder. Oh. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, but, sorry. Okay, the other way, they're short. Again, yeah. super tiny detail. Should not matter at all, but it, it matters to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then we get we get live action Rex too. What did you think of that? I thought it was awesome. And also, yeah. I love how. Um, I mean, I think he did anyway. I don't, I don't know if it's D. Bradley Baker or uh, um, Tamora Morrison who voiced it. It was uh, Tamora Morrison. That's awesome. I I love yeah. that very much. <laughs> same. Same. Yeah, I, I thought it was at the start, and then I was like. Well, I guess, you know, D. Bradley Baker's been doing it long enough where he could probably fake it pretty good, but... Yeah. It was just very authentic sounding, and so I'm very glad that it was Tamora Morrison, yeah. Same. Same. Uh, let's see. I think that's all I wanted to point out from this scene. Did you have anything else before we uh, switch back to Hera? No other than... I will just vaguely say real quick, I like how in every sequence of this Force Vision, her lightsabers are correct. Yes. Uh-huh. I like that. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. and I like that. And you know what? I'm so glad you brought it up because I was complaining about how I really don't like her first lightsabers, that they're just kind of a tube. I think they looked way better in live action. Yeah, I think so too. I th I think also with Clone Wars, like, well, especially the Clone Wars movie, I mean, they didn't really know if it was going to go anywhere. So, like, why waste the money of creating, like, really cool-looking lightsabers, like, you know? Yeah, like, why waste the sure. animation money? Whereas, like, here, it obviously already worked out, so. Yeah. 
give her the cool lightsabers. Oh, I will say too, this actress, I think, does a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm kind of, we can talk about this here because it's not, I don't think it's too important to the Battle of Mandalore section. I think she did really, really good as uh, Battle of Ryloth Ahsoka because she was 14 years old at that mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. But she's 17 during the Battle of Mandalore, and she looks almost like, yeah, she had a da- different outfit, but age-wise, she looks almost exactly the same. And that that felt a little weird, but I just chopped that up to, it's a Force vision, it doesn't matter. And also, I mean, like, what, are you going to have, like, three different people play Ahsoka for, like, a yeah. five-minute scene? <laughs> like, that just yeah. seems kind of silly. You know, probably I'd, much cheaper to use the same person. Yeah, but I think like the Siege of Mandalore part, like I think she does still do a good job, but we'll get into oh, that yeah. later. Yeah, tell me For about sure. Hera. For sure. <laughs> uh, Hera, I don't really have anything too crazy here. Um, oh, I feel like I feel like there was something else for Battle of Ryloth. If I think about it, I'll bring it up later. Um, I As soon as I started talking about Ahsoka's age, I was like, don't forget, you have this one last thing you want to talk about. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> and um, it's gone. So really, this scene is just them looking for Ahsoka over the water. Um, a couple lo- lines I wanted to point out is Carson was like, hey, just so you know, we're we're going to run up our fuel reserves if we keep doing this. And Hera was like, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that you're willing to do that. <laughs> I like that. Awesome. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and then Hera asks um, Hu Yang about Anakin, and he just says he was intense. Mm-hmm. Which yep. I think is, I mean, if you were to use one word about Anakin, it probably was the right one. Also, too, I mean, with Hu Yang just being alive so long and seeing so many Jedi over the years, I, I bet like intense from Hu Yang's perspective is not a light comment. Like, I don't think he makes that comment lightly. Like, I think he genuinely means it. Like probably that Anakin was probably the most intense and stubborn little Jedi he ever saw in his life. Hu Yang. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure he knows that Anakin became Darth Vader. At the very least, Ahsoka told him, yeah. But I think it's pretty possible that he may have either been there for Order 66 or came across recordings later or of I mean it. I think yeah. I think he knows. I think he for sure yeah. knows and and knew pretty soon mm-hmm. on on like Operation Nightfall. I mean I would think he knew that. Yeah. Um but really that's that's all I have for this scene. Um did you have anything else? This isn't where they fly low, right? This is just where they uh, start sweeping the water. Yeah, they they are yeah. flying low. Oh, you know what? Um, I think this is the scene where Jason says, "Uh, get as cl- you know, get as low as you can." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she just goes, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, and who Yang's like, obviously uncomfortable, which I like too. He's like, Ugh. "Yeah," <laughs> which I mean, my man, the your spaceship survives in space. A little water won't hurt it. <laughs> Yeah, and also, I mean, we know from Bad Batch, anyway, that the ships are somewhat sealed from water, too. I mean, like... Yeah. You know, like, it, it, it's not anything to be too afraid of. 
Yeah. Plus, but I'm sure I, I'm sure Hu Yang's waterproof. Also, I'm very that is true. very sure that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But no, did you? I mean, did you have anything specific you wanted to point out about them going low? No, no. I just was trying to get an idea for where they are. Oh, and gotcha. then also, I mean, this is the part two. Then that uh, it was kind of weird watching it, but Chopper is actually the one who tells them the direction to go. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was interesting. I don't know if you know if if Jason was figuring it out and then chopper was able to figure it out based off of him Mm -hmm. or if ahsoka has like some sort of chip on her that chopper can pick up or yeah i just thought there's but i don't think chopper's force sensitive (laughs) right okay yeah yeah (laughs) no i agree i agree (laughs) but anyway i just thought it was interesting i was like huh that's kind of an interesting way to play that i don't know yeah i'm sure it's like Jason's force sensitivity kind of aiming Chopper's scanner. Like, Jason's oh, like, yeah. hey, scan over in that direction. Yeah, and the Chopper's like, oh, got it, yep. Yeah. Um, great, so we've Battle of Mandalore. Uh, honestly, I loved how the Mandalorians looked. It looked... It looked almost like it was the Clone Wars animation for, for yeah. a second. Yeah. Yeah, like how blocky their armor is, like almost mm-hmm. looked, well, I mean, looked just about perfect. And then also, yeah. again, Ahsoka's lightsabers, man, those are exactly like they are in the Clone Wars, like in every yeah. way. <laughs> the colors were correct. Like, she started running out, and she had the two blue lightsabers, and I was like, she didn't get these to the Battle of Mandalore. And then I was like, wait, this is the Battle of Mandalore. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I thought it was awesome. And then this is, wait, no, we don't see Rex here, but we do see, isn't this where they have the orange helmets? Yes. They, Mm -hmm. some of them have the orange helmets and I think we do see Rex for a second here. Oh, we see his, we see the back of his head, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Um, so a couple lines from here that I really wanted to point out is, uh, another reason I think this is a forced vision and not a flashback is the fact that like. Anakin and Ahsoka have like a full conversation here where he's like I don't remember this and she's like yeah this is after we parted ways mm-hmm. yeah um, I mean it's a force vision I think that's I think that's just a fact to be honest with yeah. you yeah I'm sorry people then, who think it's a memory but it's I I think you're wrong sorry, I'm besties. sorry yeah <laughs> um I also wanted to point out the line where Ahsoka tells Anakin hey, you know, you're dangerous. And he's like, is this what he, what this is about? And then kind of changes the subject. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to talk about the Vader side of him yet. Yep. Yeah, but one thing that I think is interesting, though, is he... Like, I think he doesn't want to yet. I think that was a great way to say that. Like, it's not that he yeah. doesn't want to talk about it ever, because mm-hmm. he's going to talk about it in a, in a few seconds, but... right. But yeah, no, I think I think that was a really good setup to what happens next. Also with the Ryloth thing, I know I mentioned it very quickly, but one thing you may have wanted to talk about, I'm just trying to help you remember what you, you wanted to talk about. I appreciate about, but, it. Um, but Anakin walking off into the dust cloud, and then oh, he turns yeah. into Vader as he's walking. Yes! Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you notice their walks change? 
Mm-hmm. I just thought that was bit. wonderful. Like it was like he's he's walking as Anakin, and then all of a sudden he walks as Vader, and like you know he stands up straighter, it's and like his taller. stride changes yeah. and stuff. Oh man, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I think really that's all I have for Battle of Mandalore. Do you, do you have anything else here? Well, in the Mandalore thing, this is where he decides to talk about Vader again. Yeah, he just like kicks her out of the out of the vision. vision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but didn't he say something before that? Uh, you know, here you talk talk about it. And I'll I'll bring the scene up. Okay, so he he says something, and then he turns around and he ignites his red lightsaber and starts to fight her, and then she ignites her blue lightsabers just in time, and she's. Um, like just parrying his attacks kind of, and he's just absolutely fighting like Vader would. I, I will say, I love how with the choreography of, of these scenes, how every time Anakin changes into Vader, his character changes, his fighting style changes, like everything Mm -hmm. changes. And I love that. I also think too, that's why Hayden Christensen, I think everyone who doubted him whenever the prequels came out is wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. in order to change your character like that, you have to be a good actor. Yes. You 100%. have to be. To be able to play multiple characters like that. You And also characters that were originally played by other actors. And yeah. then you can go back and play them and play them perfectly. I'm sorry. I mean, Hayden Christensen's a, a good actor. You, you just can't. You can't say otherwise anymore. Yes, yeah. for sure. So the line you're thinking of is he says, I gave you a choice, live, and then he ignites his red lightsaber, or die. And then whenever and, he says, or die, you can you can hear Darth Vader in the background say it too, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Ahsoka says no, and Anakin says incorrect, and then they start fighting. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, again, I, as far as the choreography goes, I just love how much heavier his style got. And how much slower yes. it got. And he's just giving her just heavy attacks like Vader. He's not doing any more Anakin flurries. Yes. What he is doing is he did another one of his Obi-Wan. Sorry, I was watching as you were talking. Um, He did another one of his Obi-Wan moves where Ahsoka swings her saber like towards the front of him. He blocks it and immediately goes to cover his back because he knows she's going for a back swing with her other saber. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he trained her or something. <laughs> it's almost like he trained her or something. <laughs> Weird. Um, and then uh, nothing crazy happens. He kicks her straight out. And then I think we get my favorite shot as he's walking out of the smoke and he transitions between Anakin and Vader. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I just, so I it. good. I could watch Peak these visions Star Wars. just like several more times i mean it's just amazing but again and then they they start fighting and then he's he continues fighting like vader which i really enjoyed just the just Um, the difference of how much the choreography changes when you watch it back to back so this fight was absolutely phenomenal but i wanted to ask do you think he was holding back a little bit or do you think well like going all out to kill her. I don't think he was trying to kill her because he came there 
from to the save force. her, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and and to teach her something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think, obviously, I don't think he's he's trying to kill her. And then also too, I don't think that he's Vader anymore. I mean, he brought balance to the force and died. Yeah. So he's now both Anakin and Vader. Right. And I think that's so, more of what the scene's trying to show is that it is both Anakin and Vader, but he's not mm-hmm. trying to kill her. He's trying to teach her. Right. Which so I think I think he was holding back just just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so too, because in all honesty, Prime Vader versus like young Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that she would have stood a chance, to be honest. Oh with you. yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, but okay, so you brought up the uh, Anakin is Anakin and Vader. He's the balance. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think he is now the new Mortis God? He has he's completed his journey and replaced the Father. I do. Yeah, and the reason I say that is also that's what the father prophesies will happen to yeah. Anakin. He tells Anakin mm-hmm. that. And so, also too, with the Mortis gods existing throughout time, I don't know if they're, like, through, like, I don't know if they exist outside of time. Right. You know, but I mean, they ex- they at least exist in time, and they do appear to know everything and be kind of... Not omnipresent, but like all knowing, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think, I think the father was telling Anakin that that's what's going to happen because he already saw it happen. Like it's already yeah. the truth. It's been done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think uh, I think Anakin bringing balance to the Force is basically his great feat to earn. Yeah. That. Like it's like his Herculean feat. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um. No, I just I I've been really thinking about this. I don't know if you've seen it. There's I and I wish I know who who made this. I I don't and I'm sorry, but there is a really fantastic piece of fan art where it's the uh Mortis Gods mural mm-hmm. from Rebels, but instead of the actual Mortis Gods, uh Anakin is sitting in the where the father is and he's half Anakin, half Vader. And then the daughter is Ahsoka, and the son is Starkiller. Yeah. Yeah, I it's think I saw that, my, too. It's one of my favorite pieces of um, Star Wars fan art. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, that is a good point, too. I I do believe another thing that Ahsoka is going to be important for is, I mean, we do know that the daughter's spot, the daughter spot is empty. Yeah. And... It wouldn't surprise me if that's who's going to fill it when she dies. Because like we've talked about so many times, she embodies the light side and she was Mm -hmm. saved by the daughter. Mm -hmm. And so I could I could see her being the next Mortis God for sure. Yeah. 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 Which I'm very curious, like who they'll bring, because I would love for I would love for it to be Starkiller. It would be so poetic if they brought him into live action and he, he fills that role. I've also heard theories and I'm so sorry. I don't remember whose theory this was, but that it might end up being Ezra that Ezra may have fallen to the dark side over these years over the, I, what is it? Like, I want to say nine years, maybe 10. 
Yeah. I mean, I could entertain that he falls to the dark side. I just don't know if he embodies the dark side the dark enough side. Yeah. to be the sun. The only Which... the only person that I could see being the sun, honestly, is um, you know, someone who's like Sidious level. Yeah. Which that's embodying my problem. the dark side. Yeah. That's my problem with Starkiller, because like Starkiller it would be poetic being both of Anakin's apprentices, but I think it's not canon anymore, but I'm the when it was canon, the canon ending was the light side ending where he uh where he dies fighting Vader and Sidious and he saves uh the rebels and uh you know becomes like his family crest becomes the symbol that the rebels use like he dies on the light side mm-hmm yeah well and actually you know what you know another person who could be the son that I could buy honestly and I I hate that I'm saying this because I hate these movies so much but Kylo wouldn't be a bad choice Kylo wouldn't be a bad choice the reason I say that is because of his lineage first of all mm-hmm being a true Skywalker yeah and then also with him trying so hard to emulate Vader. Mm-hmm. And then also to how he Well, like how he turns to the dark side, and then also how he how he dies having been redeemed. Yeah. I mean, because I do think a Mortis God, I don't think you can die a Sith and be a Mortis God, maybe. Oh, and the reason that, I say that is because yeah. Sith Sith don't get to exist individually. Mm-hmm. Um, they can only haunt things. Like, they're basically just ghosts. Yeah. Whereas Anakin, and then also I'm sure Ahsoka will too, and Obi-Wan and Yoda they have figured out how to exist individually. And I think that right, right. that's kind of the only candidates I think available. So yeah. you know what? Like in talking about it, I could see it being Kylo. Yeah. And like, that was, I think one of my big complaints about the sequel trilogy is I really wanted it to focus more on Anakin's legacy, which it kind of did. It focused on Vader's legacy, but I really wanted there to be this conversation on, was Anakin was he Anakin was he Vader was he light side was he dark and maybe we could get that still you know but instead of it being like two of his grandchildren it's Ahsoka and Kylo mm-hmm. and then also too I think I because th- I, I do think with the Mortis gods the sun isn't necessary I mean he embodies the dark side yes but he's not necessarily evil either right right it wasn't so, really to like the like very end that he kind of started doing evil things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then also I think too it it makes sense just from a symbolic standpoint because literally Kylo is a son of Vader. Yeah, I think that'd be uh, poetic. So, one final question. Mm-hmm. Never mind, I forgot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> literally, I'm sorry. As I was asking, as I was asking, it slipped my mind. <laughs> oh, wait. No, sorry. I remember. Okay. Am I crazy 
But because like a lot of the Star Wars fandom keeps like saying, oh, they could bring the sun back in this project or they could bring the sun back in this project. Like I remember they wanted the, to bring back the sun in episode nine. There were uh, a lot of people were theorizing that the sun would be in this episode. I thought he died. Didn't he die in the Mortis arc? Mm, no, I don't think he does die, actually, now that I think about it. Because... Anakin stabs him with his lightsaber, and the father gives this ominous line of, like, without my power, he won't be able to, like, do anything, or he he won't be able to live without it, or something like that. I forgot Anakin stabbed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because also, isn't that why the father dies, is because both children are dead? Maybe. Well, so... Um, I know he gets stabbed by the son. I know that. Right, he gets stabbed with the with the Mortis blade. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm just... I'm not entirely sure he's still alive. Yeah, but I, I don't c- know. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's been long enough, man. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, audience, don't worry. I know we're only less than halfway through the episode right now, and we're 50 minutes in, but I promise <laughs> the second half won't be as long won't be there's not as much to talk about yeah it speeds up real quick um and really just to finish off the anakin and ahsoka thing i mean because i don't really have much more um, yeah i've I've got like one one or two notes here i think but go ahead oh no you go ahead because mine's more of a question so go ahead oh great um i wanted to point out ahsoka's sith eyes for just a second uh, when she's like quote unquote won the fight and like has a chance to kill him and then she you know stops and then like Anakin Sith eyes goes away and he kind of smirks like I love that moment yep and also I think he that's when he's like I have taught her something like we're good we're good to go she's good to go back yeah I, yep. I agree um so what was your what was your question my friend uh hang on <laughs> let me, let me, let me th- oh oh okay it's getting us both what what do you think anakin was trying to teach her a couple things i think it was one that you know you need to learn to be able to let people go because that was that was like the main thing that on why anakin fell to the dark side mm-hmm. was that he couldn't let people go uh, two, I think it was the whole temptation to fall to the dark side, which was kind of tied into that. And three, I kind of think this was her Jedi trial. Yeah, and then also I think part of this too was about learning to forgive Anakin too. Oh, okay, yeah. Like learning to not let him falling hurt you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like, I think it was kind of like a visit for her to, like, learn to forgive him. Because I think to forgive him, but also to forgive herself. Because I think she's held a lot of, um, a lot of regret thinking that, man, maybe if I hadn't left Anakin, he wouldn't have fallen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking, but. Maybe all three. Hell probably yeah. all three. Honestly, no one's Star I, Wars, and there's probably a fourth one that we aren't even thinking of. But probably, I think it's I think it's layered, and I think that's what Dave Filoni does best. Yeah, I think that's literally everything I have for their fight, and I have like I've got like six more notes in total. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of there, too. So we find Ahsoka. She wakes up in the water. I 100% believe that she had, like, some sort of force force bubble around her. Yeah, I think so. Um, a force bubble or that the force was just not allowing her to drown. Yeah. Like yeah, just, I, I think so. Just for whatever reason, she can breathe water for a few minutes or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's the right, force, man. It, it's weird. <laughs> it was light when she got pushed into the water, and it was dark when they found her. So she was definitely under there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not entirely sure that she was actually underwater the whole time. Like, I, I think what happened—some people think that this all happened in her head. I think it actually happened. I'm just not sure if it was, like— more spiritual or if like her whole body was transferred to the world between worlds hmm so if it was full body you know she may have actually only been underwater for you know a few seconds by the time she left yeah yeah well i mean she had to she had to float pretty far to get all the way out there and i think i think she would have sunk if she was dead yeah but, like, if she was alive, like, her head would have been, uh, like, above the water for most of that time, at least. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, she was, when they found her, she was underwater, but not not too far. Yeah. 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 And so I think maybe just, like, during the vision, maybe she got, like, pushed down by the waves or something. I mean, you know. Yeah. Know. Yeah. But not for not for a long time, maybe. For sure. For yeah. sure. Let's see. I don't have anything till she wakes up. Yeah, I mean, I do... Just real quick, I do really like the fact that there is a New Republic Coast Guard. Yeah. I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And also, like, it looks just like our Coast Guard. Like, literally, right, just aside right. from the uniform, it's like, you know, jumping out with a cable and mm-hmm. swimming down there. And rescuing them, loading into what's basically just a helicopter ramp, and then they'll just get going. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. No, so we we get our titular Ahsoka the White here, mm-hmm. um, but I really like that it's not just immediately like her clothes change. Like when she wakes up, she's still in her gray clothes, and she puts on the white robe, and then after that, we see her like in the full white outfit uh mm-hmm. i i don't know i i like the kind of transition between the two yeah yeah i do too um and like how it takes several scenes to and some passage of time before she starts just being completely in the white yeah, yeah. um and just another another uh time once again she's using force echo that's what i'm trying to say with my words mm-hmm. um really love to see it uh i know we kind of talked about the fact that like she was revived by the with the daughter's spirit the light side of the force like she could probably have any force power but we also get to see her using the like animal communication force power yeah and that's supposed to be a really rare one but we do know that she had that before oh she did tales of the jedi Oh, whenever she's a baby, shoot. yeah, yeah, she reaches out to that animal thing. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. Good, yeah. good pull, Tug. <laughs> pull, 
pulled it out of somewhere. Um, I'm not going to say where because this is family friendly, but it came from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then really, do you, I mean, do you have anything here before we see our purgles? No. No, really. Uh, pretty much the the purgles are my last point. Um, Great. Go I'll, ahead. Well, the point I'm going to make is uh, like the very end of the episode. So gotcha. It's all good. Gotcha. Um, no, I just, I, I love how she, you know, connects to the Purgles. I love that she's, like, she's a lot less stiff. I, I 100% think that, like, she has forgiven Anakin. She's forgiven herself, like we were talking about. And it's like a weight has been lifted off her shoulders. And she's a lot more whimsical. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um. Like, and the line I wanted to point out was... Uh, they get into the Purgle's mouth, and Huang, they're talking about it, and she's like, I don't know if this is going to the right place, but it's going somewhere. Better to go somewhere than nowhere. Yeah, which that is also just such a uh, not Ahsoka thing. Yeah. But it's one thing that it really reminds me of is just an old, an old experienced Jedi. Like, that's just something that, like, Yoda would say. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just, I like that character development. Even though it's yeah. in such a short time, we can see why. I mean, she's just she's learned a lot from these yeah. from this force vision that she had. So, for sure, for sure. Uh, and really, just I love seeing Purgles. That I think that's my last note. The Purgles are awesome. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it was uh, it was Nicole's first time seeing the Purgles. Oh, she was yeah. shocked. <laughs> it was hell pretty yeah. funny. She was like, "Are those whales?" I was like, "Yeah, they're hyperspace whales." She was like, "What?" <laughs> And she's like, why do they have tentacles? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> to go through hyper to go through hyperspace. Yeah, they're just they're baller, man. Just get over it. I don't know. <laughs> Look at their suction cups glow up. Yep. But uh <laughs> but really the only note I had about the purgles and really the the last note that I have is um I I like that this is the direction the story went. I like yeah. I like it because it's going to change up what we thought beforehand that they're going to have to come back instead of Soka's going to get to go there. Yeah. Which I think will create a lot more plot tension and I think will be a lot more fun for the series. So I'm very yeah. excited about it. Mm-hmm. But also when they go into the mouth of the whale, have you seen the Veggie Tales Jonah movie? I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you heard that song at the end that's by the Newsboys? Uh huh. And it's like I'm highly nutritious here in the belly of a whale. <laughs> I really, uh-huh. I really wanted that song to start playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, is that that all you had, my friend? Yeah, yeah, just my silly last note. Hell yeah. A Shout out to the Newsboys and also VeggieTales. Sponsor us. <laughs> Please sponsor us, VeggieTales. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you want to be a part of this conversation or you have any questions you'd like us to answer, you can email us at animalsquadron at gmail.com. Again, that is animalsquadron at gmail.com, and we will answer that live in a future episode. And, um,. If you could leave us a review wherever you're listening, that would be great. really helps out the podcast. And if you're on Spotify, the question of the week, as, you know, just very simple, what did you think of Ahsoka Episode 5? Thank you again for listening and for the Animal Squadron. This has been Mother Goose. And Low Tech Tech. Goodbye, everybody. Adios.